You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters, the theme of today's scripture reading is on commitment. We are all required to make commitments in our daily lives. Some of these commitments are more solemn than others. This is where we take vows. Some people take personal vows that are made solemnly before God. And if taken in front of a religious superior, that vow is considered a public vow. Of course, vows, they are the highest form of commitment. But there are different degrees of other commitments as well. We often take oath in front of institutional authority as in a court of law. And those oaths asking God to be our witness, they are considered serious and be charged for perjury if we tell lies in courts. And then also we have others a form of commitment, those are promises that we make when we were baptized, when we were confirmed. So my dear brothers and sisters, there are different levels of commitments that we make in daily life. And we are told in today's scripture readings the importance of keeping our commitments. Today in the gospel reading, we have two parables The first parable is the feast of his son's wedding. And when those invited did not turn up. It is important for us to try to understand today's parable in the context of those days. There were two invitations that were issued. The first was to make the announcement as what we do when we are engaged. We make the first announcement that a wedding would be held. And strictly speaking, therefore, the people would have said yes to the wedding. And more so because this wedding was the king's son's wedding. And so it would be certainly rude when someone of great honor has invited you for that wedding. And so all of them would have said yes to the invitation. Then when the day came, when the meal was prepared, the banquet was ready, a second invitation was then sent out. And here we see how the people who initially said yes made all kinds of frivolous excuses not to attend the wedding. Insulting the king and of course, Uh, caused him to be furious. And we are told the king was so furious that he dispatched his troops to kill those murderers and all those who did not turn up for the wedding. Again, this is but a symbolic reminder that the commitments that we make, whether to God or to our brothers and sisters, they have serious consequences. Whether it's a marriage commitment or any kind of commitment, 
that we have made, promises that we have taken. Then there is a second parable in today's gospel. It's a parable of the men who went for the wedding without the wedding garment. Again, it's important for us to know the context because when those who were invited in the wedding in those days, they were all given the wedding garment to attend that wedding. So he was without an excuse for not wedding a wedding garment. And this is again a very important reminder to all of us. Unlike those in the first parable, they did not accept the invitation to come for the wedding banquet. This man, he came for the wedding banquet, but without the garment. And so this is particularly true, especially for those of us who have rejected, who have accepted Christ in baptism, and we have said yes to Jesus. We have been baptized. We have been confirmed. But after that, unfortunately, we have been negligent like this man without the wedding garment. We forget the promises that we have made on the day of our baptism, on the day of our confirmation, how we will be faithful to Christ and to the gospel. And that is why the punishment for failing to be faithful to the gospel, Jesus said to the attendants, the king said to the attendants, buy him hand and foot and throw him out into the dark, where there be weeping and grinding of teeth. A very fitting symbol for the state of purgatory, state of purification. Unlike those in the first reading, they were killed. My dear brothers and sisters, these two parables are reminders of our need to be faithful to the commitments that we have made and to take our commitments seriously. In the first reading, we have Jephthah. He also made a promise, or more than a promise, it was a vow. A vow made to God, saying to him, If you deliver the Ammonites into my hands, the first person to meet me from the door of my house when I return in triumph from fighting the Ammonites shall belong to the Lord, and I will offer him up as a holocaust. Jephthah did not take or did not make his vows with proper discernment and deliberation. He took the vow again, like those in the gospel, in a feverless manner. And it was sad. Because we are told in the first reading, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. God had already assured him that he would win the battle against the Ammonites. But he did not have enough confidence in the Lord. He wanted to be more assured that God would be with him in that battle. And he made that vow. And true enough, after winning the battle, he came back 
And to his horrors, instead of rejoicing, her only daughter came to meet him with sounds of timbres dancing. And of course, he said, Oh, my daughter, what sorrow you are bringing me. Must it be you, the cause of my ill fortune? It was not the daughter who was the cause of his ill fortune. It was his stupidity for making that vow without proper consideration. Jephthah should know better. When he comes back home, surely there will be someone who will be there to meet him. If not a daughter, probably the spouse. How could he have made that vow without thinking of the consequences? And secondly, already from the story of Abraham, it was a reminder to Jephthah that God does not accept child sacrifice. And yet he made that sacrifice of offering his daughter to the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, the church has always taught us when a vow or a promise is made without clear consent, if it is make it made from coercion or from fear, that vow is null and void. It is invalid. And secondly, no one can take a vow on behalf of another. Which means to say, if you take the vow, it is you who must fulfill the vow and not make somebody fulfill your vow. So in this case, again, that vow was not valid. And more importantly, in making that vow, it was important, therefore, that the vow must be made with clear consequences awareness of the consequences and whether the person would be capable of fulfilling it because of personal circumstances, because of personal limitations. I mean, the person cannot say, if God fulfills my promise, I will give one million to the church when you have only $10,000 in your bank account. It's impossible. So we have to truly consider. And so the church asks us to be very uh, discerning in making vows in the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. Not only those vows that are made under coercion or fear are not valid. Even those vows made during a time of religious fervor, like some who have gone for a retreat, and suddenly at the point of retreat, they want to make a vow. Those vows are not valid. We need to consult our spirit director. In the time when our emotions are very high, you can make all the vows. Those vows are not valid because they are not properly thought of, discerned. When we are calm, when our minds are sober, only that kind of vows would be qualified as truly a vow. 
The best, my dear brothers and sisters, in the gospel, Jesus says, don't make any promise, don't make any vows. Let your answer be yes or no. All the rest comes from the evil one. So, my dear brothers and sisters, let us uh, treat all these vows and promises with greater seriousness so that we will not bring consequences to ourselves and to our loved ones. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.